Greetings all. Welcome to Aquarian Diary. I'm your host, John Irving. It is March 31st, 2023. The last two episodes that I have published here, I had written scripts for. Right now, I am speaking spontaneously. This is not scripted. By the way, I will never use artificial intelligence or anything like that to create a script. All of the words that I have put on my channel to date are wholly my own, unless explicitly stated otherwise. I think that's very important. Computers will never be able to, for example, include things like intuition. Never. What I want to talk about today is another topic that has long been on my mind, and I think I can now put it out there because I have addressed many of the fundamental aspects surrounding some of these ideas in the last two episodes. Again, spiritual glamour and psychic reading and ethics. And that is this. It is having to do with dealing with negative energetic influences. Please do not listen to only segments of this episode. Please listen to it in its entirety. I have a fair amount of knowledge about this because I have had many dramatic experiences with dark energies that go back to when I was quite young. I have had incidents that were completely unexpected and that I did not understand, which caused me to put quite a bit of time and energy into learning how to deal with those kinds of situations. The point being that it's just something I know a fair amount about. One of the reasons I have hesitated to address this here is because it is a bit of a contentious issue. There are some who think that there is no such thing as darkness which might oppose us or challenge us or try and undermine us, and that anything negative that happens to us is a product of our own consciousness and maybe even karma. But the truth is that I have had experiences along these lines so many times, and some of them have even been shared with other people who were kind of neutral observers. And some of them have been pointed out and confirmed to me by other people who were psychic. So I've had shared experiences of this that were not discussed until after events occurred. So I knew, in other words, that it wasn't just affecting me and that it wasn't just a product of my own imagination. And I have very clearly felt the repercussions of such negative influences like I said, on countless occasions. Anyone who is remotely sensitive to energies will no doubt understand what I'm talking about. Even something as simple as going to a particular place or being around certain people can affect you. So clearly, we are influenced by energies in our environment. People who are not sensitive to energies may still feel that it may manifest in some way, but they just might not be conscious that it's happening on an energetic level. 
I have had experiences, for example, where someone was angry at me and it affected me physiologically. Even if their anger was not justified or if it was misplaced due to something like a misunderstanding, it nonetheless has a very real impact. So I have absolutely no doubt that energies in our environment or from other people or other beings even affect us. I have zero doubt about that. The next logical question, of course, is can other people or beings intentionally direct negative energies at us? Is that possible? I would say yes, because I've also had experiences where that has been verified. When people intentionally direct negative energies at others, it can be considered black magic, which has very significant karmic implications. But some people are consciously aligned with darkness. They choose to work with or express dark energies, so they know what they are doing on some level. To what degree they know what they're doing is another question. There are degrees of intentionality and therefore culpability or guilt. As I stated in my last episode on spiritual glamour, I think it's quite clear that the vast majority of people are in a neutral state, that is, they are kind of in a state of acquiescence. They are sitting on the fence. That probably is the large bulk of humanity. There is a much smaller segment of society who have consciously aligned themselves with the path of light. And there is another, probably even smaller segment of society that has aligned themselves with the darkness. There are two paths. There is the path of light and the path of darkness. To suggest that those people do not exist, people who are aligned with darkness, in my opinion, because we live in a very polarizing world, strikes me as being very naive and possibly even delusional. Again, as I have said, I have experienced energies being directed at me that I know were being deliberately directed at me, and I've had that validated by other very qualified people at times. So I know that that occurs, and I know that it exists, and I have also had many encounters with beings who were definitely aligned with the darkness. I know this because of how they present. So I'm not sharing all of this for people to become paranoid. We do not want to be in a state of fear. Fear is a very compromising state. It makes us very vulnerable to negative influences. So please don't do that. Pragmatically, what you want to be doing is, as I explained in my recent episode on glamour, you want to be in a state of consciousness or awareness all the time, paying attention to how you feel and what you are experiencing, ideally from a detached perspective as observer. If you are under the influence of, for example, negative energies that do not originate with you, you should be able to be aware of that and then you can take the appropriate action. 
And I have also done a whole episode on energetic hygiene, which will address the vast majority of those kinds of situations. It's quite simple. It requires a small degree of discipline. That's it. So I suggest that people pay attention to how they're feeling and what they're experiencing and ask themselves if it is a product of their own state of mind or, on the other hand, if it is the result of some external influence. Again, to suggest that humans are not influenced by external energies is almost laughable. So we have to consider that and have that knowledge and awareness so that we can then act accordingly. I'll give you some examples. I was once in a situation where someone was angry at me about something, and from my perspective, it was completely undeserved. Nonetheless, this person, from their perspective, felt they were justified in being angry towards me, and there were occasions where I literally could not work. I had to take the day off because I felt ill. It can be quite intense. So, of course, what I did is I resumed my spiritual practice and I did some kundalini yoga and things like that to manage those energies. It is not my intent to cause harm to others, and we have to be very careful about that. We do not want to fight fire with fire, as it were, but we do need to protect ourselves when we are being harmed. What I just described is a scenario where someone was angry about something and they're directing anger at me and then it affects me. Their intent was to not harm me, it was just they were angry. I have also had an experience in my spiritual practice that demonstrated to me very clearly what happens when we direct anger at others. I was shown clearly how that works, what it looks like, what it feels like, and so forth. So I am very cautious about directing anger at other people because it can harm them. If we are dealing with a negative force or energy, which is more sophisticated and intentional, we're talking about something on a different level, where there is intent to harm. That typically requires more diligence and a bit more sophistication to handle. That is where practices like kundalini yoga which has some kriyas that create protective shields around us, are helpful. When we are under energetic attack from a more intentional source, you may, for example, start having weird dreams, almost nightmares. You may start to feel fear or unexplained anxiety or self-doubt or depression. and you may have problems thinking clearly. It may manifest as low vitality and a lack of physical energy. You may feel like you need to hide on some level. This may not be fully conscious. It just may manifest that way. I am not a doctor, of course, and I am in no way qualified to comment on medical or mental health issues. So you should always do your due diligence and make sure that any of these kinds of symptoms are not medically related. I am only speaking here about addressing issues 
that occur on an energetic level. Caveat emptor. If it is coming from a dark source, it can be very insidious. If dark energies really want to affect you, because they're smart, <laughs> they may, for example, try and get at you through other people. So they may affect people in your life or in your world and cause them to lose faith in you or act in ways that undermine you because they can't get at you directly. In some cases, they will try and get at you through other people. So your relationships, your job, your friends, your associates may be exploited to undermine you. Now that typically only happens to people who pose some kind of a threat to the dark side. They don't spend a lot of time and energy going after people who do not threaten them. Why would they? It doesn't make sense. I'm talking about the more sophisticated dark beings, not your run-of-the-mill disincarnate spirits and things like that, mere ghosts and so on. Also, if you are doing a lot of spiritual work and you are advancing, you will begin to stand out from the crowd because you are holding or manifesting more light, which will attract the darkness. This is a bit counterintuitive. The light is a threat to the darkness. If you're not expressing a lot of light, you don't stand out in the crowd. So, that is one of the reasons it is important for people who are doing spiritual work to maintain a good defensive and energetic hygiene regimen. Again, do not get into a state of fear or paranoia. What I'm describing, if you think about it, just makes common sense. The darkness as a whole does not want humanity to evolve out of this state that we're in where we can easily be victimized and controlled. If humanity evolves too much, the darkness will no longer be able to be a force of consequence here on Earth. Therefore, they do not want that to happen. It is just common sense. And anybody who says that the darkness is not real I offer you the clear-cut example of what is happening in Ukraine. Millions of people who are innocent are being attacked existentially for no justifiable or reasonable reason whatsoever. There is no justification to take the lives of so many innocent civilians and destroy an entire country in the process and all of its buildings and infrastructure its totally unique and precious heritage and history, which is irreplaceable, it makes no sense whatsoever. Clearly, this is an act of darkness. That is just one out of millions of potential examples. Let's get real. When I hear people say things like, there is no evil, it defies logic and common sense. And it almost sounds to me like basically you're asking us to ignore what is staring us in the face.
Again, it defies logic and insults our intelligence. See my episode on spiritual glamour. So if you're going through a prolonged period where you just don't feel well or you don't feel right, and you can't explain why things are going the way they're going, you may want to, and I'm getting strong energy here, you may want to engage in a spiritual practice that involves grounding, clearing, energetic protection, and even some form of more advanced energetic protection and reinforcement routine. What do you have to lose? Almost nothing. All you need to do is apply yourself and use a small amount of discipline. And if it works, you will be very grateful for what I've just recommended. If it doesn't, you have nothing to lose. We are almost always challenged as we go down the spiritual path. The more evolved we become, the harder the challenges tend to be. This may simply be a matter of refining and purifying ourselves. In fact, it may simply be part of our spiritual evolution to overcome such challenges because they filter out the vestiges of darkness within us. Regardless, nobody wants to be victimized by negative energies that do not originate within them. There are certain people who are more prone to these kinds of things, and they tend to be people who have strong Plutonian aspects in their charts or strongly placed Neptunes, that kind of thing. Regardless of the astrology, what I'm talking about is definitely worth being aware of and doing something about. It is also helpful to counter negative energies by consciously practicing things like gratitude, selfless service, acts of humanitarianism, being kind and generous and supportive of others, that is all good karma. That brings us into alignment with the light. Being of service is a fundamental component of the truth. On the higher dimensions, all of those beings are engaged in service of some kind. And so when we align with that energy and that way of being, we reinforce our aura with positive energy. You can, for example, even if you are having difficulty with somebody, you can effectively send them positive energy, which to some degree may neutralize whatever drama is occurring with that individual. The stronger our energy field is, the more protected we are. So leading a healthy lifestyle contributes to that as well. If you are prone to feeling energies, I advise that you avoid drugs and stimulants that effectively in some cases result in dropping your energetic or psychic shields. Because under those circumstances, you can become very vulnerable. There are practices like cord cuttings and removing energetic attachments and so forth that can be employed and which you can read up on. I would caution you, however, to not let anyone work on you energetically unless you trust them completely and unless they are someone of very high integrity because you are basically giving them permission 
to modify your energy. Again, this is just common sense. There are also cases, more common than most people think, where disincarnate beings can attach themselves to the energy field of incarnate people. This is commonly referred to as having an entity attachment. Effectively, what happens is that these disincarnate people who have not crossed over try and live vicariously through another human being, and they subtly manipulate and influence the human being to act in ways that are aligned with their own agenda and own desires. This is most prevalent, but not limited to, people who have experienced addiction extended periods where their defense shields are very down and they are easily manipulated. These entities do not want to leave the host for obvious reasons and sometimes intervention is required to get them to move on and or cross over. This requires a degree of expertise that is beyond ordinary experience. It is something to be aware of if you are experiencing or have been experiencing things that cannot be easily explained by logic or common sense. It's just something to consider. Regular spiritual practice and energetic hygiene goes a long way to preventing these kinds of things from occurring. We do not want to be carrying other people's energies. They do not belong to us. People can also experience astral-level entity attachments. Think of them more like pests or parasites. They are not human in origin. They view our energy as a food source where we are the host. People who have experienced a lot of trauma or grief can attract these kinds of little entities which will attach themselves to them, and they have the effect of draining or altering our energy. Nobody wants this either, and similar techniques can be employed to rid ourselves from them. I have personally experienced this, and I was not made aware of it until I resumed my spiritual practice. As I stated in my episode on spiritual glamour, there can be a lot of people who present as being aligned with the light who are in fact not. So we always have to practice discernment. And if you are doing a spiritual practice, it's very helpful because you will become more sensitive to the still small voice within, which will never lead you astray. So if you're faced with any kind of a dilemma and you don't know what to do, the first thing to do is to connect to that and pay attention to signs and guidance that you receive, which will help you verify what to do, who to trust, and so on. This is why maintaining a spiritual practice is so useful, because it keeps us in a state of heightened awareness. In fact, I would argue that when we are going through very significant challenges, that is the time when spiritual practice is actually the most important. 
Another thing that people need to take into account, which I also talked about in the Spiritual Glamour episode, is that as you evolve or as your consciousness expands, you may find that some of the people who've been in your world, so to speak, for a long time fall by the wayside because they are no longer in resonance with your new energy. I'm not suggesting that you indiscriminately cut off relationships, but we can go through periods where old friendships dissipate and then new ones will come in who are in greater resonance with your new state of being. That is not unusual at all. If you have been dealing with somebody who is problematic, who makes you feel depleted because there are energy vampires, if someone makes you feel depleted or negative when you're with them, you may want to consider that relationship and whether you want to continue pursuing it. That is also a matter of being aware and sensitive of your energy so that you can know how people and situations are influencing you. You do not want to be brought down simply by interacting with someone on a repeated basis. Now, we all have good days and bad days. Fair enough. I'm not talking about a one-off situation or a rare occurrence. I'm talking about repeated situations that you find depleting. You should probably do something about that. That is, to some degree, just a matter of, again, common sense and being responsible for yourself. Often, when we are stuck in situations with people like that, there is a karmic component to it. One of the most potent and easy way of correcting situations like that is to use a method called Ho'oponopono, which is a forgiveness ritual. It is remarkably powerful and simple. I'll put links to all this stuff in the description. Another point which I am quite adamant about. As far as I'm concerned, we should never inject ourselves into another person's energy or attempt to influence them or manipulate them energetically without their explicit informed consent. To me, this is a breach of the law of free will, and it would have karmic consequences. There is a very fine line between white magic and black magic. Black magic is where we seek to influence people without their awareness. It is manipulative. I don't care what anyone else says. If you think about it, it's just, again, common sense. How would you feel if someone did that to you? You almost certainly would not appreciate it. I definitely wouldn't. Case closed. Don't do it. And personally, I don't think it matters whether the target is incarnate or not. Personally, I never look for the dark side. Just like there is a continuum of good and bad within people, and people fit somewhere within that continuum, the same thing applies on the dark side. There are beings who are very powerful, <laughs> and we do not want to just randomly 
put ourselves in situations where we have to confront those kinds of beings. So don't look for it if you don't want it. Avoid compromising situations, in other words. And temptation is a part of it. You may be tempted to do something that you might derive great benefit from initially, but pay a heavy price for it later. Like doing something unethical, or some situation that might make you a lot of money, but that you know is wrong. Or having an extramarital affair or something that just mysteriously presents itself to you. That would disrupt your life so much if it became known that it would throw you into a state of chaos for two or three years or something like that. This is about being in integrity. If you're in a relationship that you don't want to be in, you should be responsible and work yourself out of it in the most graceful way possible. Nobody is saying that you should be in situations that you don't want to be in. It's just about how we approach it and how we handle it and how we put things right. We need to avoid doing things in a way that is irresponsible or harmful to others. That creates karma that we will then have to work through. So a lot of this comes down to just avoiding situations and people that we know conflict with our ethics or that compromise us. I still get affected by negative energies a lot. I think partially because of what I'm publishing. <laughs> Some people don't like it, even though it's true. And so I maintain a regular spiritual practice to deal with that. And I can often feel an immediate and dramatic shift in my energy when I do my practice. And therefore, I know that whatever energies were affecting me have been addressed. Even very highly advanced spiritual teachers and figures have to deal with forces that try and interfere with them. This has been talked about in esoteric literature for centuries, if not millennia. So part of our path, part of our journey, is simply learning how to manage our energy and defend ourselves. Again, I would start with the energetic hygiene ritual I published and consider some of the points I brought up in the Spiritual Glamour episode. And I would also strive to maintain the highest degree of ethics possible. We do not live in a perfect world. We might strive for perfection, but do not kid yourself that trying to realize it in a very imperfect world is unlikely to happen. We have to earn a living. We have to pay bills. We have to go to the grocery store. We have to rely on others for some aspects of health care and so forth. What our governments decide to do can affect our fate and destiny. We are not wholly in control of our experience. That is the way it works here in the third dimension. But what we can do is we can try and maintain as much clarity, focus, and take responsibility for our energy so that at least we are not victimized to as great an extent as possible. Also, life will involve drama. That is why we came here. We came here to learn. So there are many experiences that we need to have that help 
educate us and inform us, so it's highly unlikely that you are going to achieve some blissful state of stasis. Don't expect that. We learn through all of these intense experiences, and some people are more wired for that than others. You know, like, for example, the eighth house or Scorpio can be very intense, and so don't be alarmed or frightened or disappointed if you have intense experiences that might be part of your path. But self-mastery is something that everyone can achieve. And it is different for everyone depending on how they are created. So even if your life is full of drama, you can still go through that experience in a state of self-mastery, which would be wonderful. In fact, people, for example, with strong eighth house placements can learn a lot, even though it can manifest, like I said, as a lot of drama. There's a lot of potential in that. And when the soul incarnated, it knew it would have those configurations and that it desired to work with that material as a learning process. To my knowledge and awareness, there are only a handful of people on the planet that are qualified or capable of directly confronting the more powerful elements of the dark side. Therefore, it is virtually stupid and foolish to seek it out yourself. If you are doing so out of curiosity or boredom, you are being a fool. So do not do this unless you are extremely well trained and qualified to do so. And if you are not sure you are qualified, I can assure you that you are not. So please don't be idiotic. If you dabble in dark arts, you are almost certainly going to regret it. It may not be in this lifetime, but it most certainly will be in another because these energies tend to come back at us, akin to the boomerang effect. Again, only someone incredibly naive and foolish would embark on something like this. People who abuse power always get their comeuppance. Furthermore, certain people are specifically designed to handle these kinds of matters, and they are extremely rare. They are specifically engineered or created for those kinds of roles. And again, there are very few of them. People who have the capability of dealing with the most powerful negative forces have to be virtually completely free of ego. Not even the tiniest traces of ego can exist, or they would be in great danger. I have had experiences with people who have studied these subjects for many years, and even they hesitate in certain circumstances. They know what they are capable of and what they are not capable of. Shamans deal with these kinds of issues, and for some of them, their training begins when they are children, and they devote their whole, often very solitary, lives to these matters. These are not skills you can acquire lightly, or by watching a few videos on the internet, reading a couple books, or so on. I cannot overstate how important this is.
most people are better off just carrying on with their lives and fulfilling their mission, whatever that is. In fact, much of the knowledge to deal with these kinds of matters was kept secret and not made available to the general public for very good reason, because it could be abused or lead to great harm. And again, these techniques were learned over millennia and should be respected. If you ignore this, you do so at your peril. And I don't care what anyone says. I would not state this if I did not believe it was true, and it is always better to err on the side of caution. You cannot go take a couple weekend courses and become a shaman. I don't care what anyone says. If you can, I'm getting strong energy here. If you consult people who are real shamans, <laughs> they will make this abundantly clear to you. It is not trivial. There are a lot of pseudo shamans and weekend warriors who are not the real thing. That is one of the problems with the internet is that a lot of knowledge and information that is out there is not fully intact and not fully in integrity. And I am again getting strong energy as I say this. Very strong energy. Real wisdom is in very short supply. Do not dabble in these matters casually or naively. And as far as I am personally concerned, the credibility of anyone who states otherwise is in very serious question. If you have dabbled in darkness, there are ways and means of addressing that. A lot depends on how far down that path you went, and it is not territory I can really get into here. A lot of it has to do with the sincerity in your heart. We have all made mistakes, and I can virtually guarantee you that anyone who is down the spiritual path has had experiences in past lives where they have dabbled in darkness. Virtually guaranteed. To be abundantly clear, the dire-sounding warnings I am issuing pertain to more powerful forces on the dark side of the equation, not the garden-variety kinds of things we experience on a day-to-day -day basis in our normal lives. Many people will never encounter these kinds of things, at least consciously. So if that is not part of your experience, don't worry about it. But it is encompassed in this territory, and I have no choice but to address it if I am going to discuss this topic. A small footnote to add here is that I find personally that it is helpful to eat at least some live food things like apples or fruit or oranges or whatever, I always find that I get a bit of a boost from foods that are alive, not processed or cooked. I don't mean that exclusively. It's just that if your energy is low, try eating some fresh fruit or vegetables. Something else that popped into my mind while I was working on this is that I have found that sometimes it is very helpful to get out of the house and go and be in other situations where you're not thinking about things 
what I've experienced is that often I will get insights or things will just become clear to me in those situations where I'm just not thinking about things or anything. It could be just doing errands or whatever. And that has proved to be very helpful to me at times when I was trying to solve issues that I just couldn't rationally sort out on their own otherwise. As I stated at the beginning of this episode, I have hesitated to discuss this topic. However, many of the people who are truly amazing people that I have been talking to recently have had some experiences that this knowledge may help explain. It disturbs me to see people needlessly suffering, hence I am publishing this episode in case it is helpful. That is what is motivating me to do this. And I happen to know enough about this to potentially be able to share some things that will be useful and alleviate some otherwise undesirable experiences. So this has been a bit of a stream of consciousness. I hope it's helpful. It's not scripted. It didn't feel right for me to script this one. It felt like I needed to just talk about it naturally. So pardon me if I've glossed over any important points, but I'll leave it there for now. Thanks to everyone who supports me. If you'd like to book an astrology reading with me, I will put a link in the episode description. Take care, all the best, and I'll talk to you again soon.